0: Let's get rolling on this. So uh since we last met, <laughs> uh we are now seventh in the table. Uh on eleven points. Uh, puts us one point above eighth. And uh still only six points out of the playoffs. Um but that said, Forge and fourth have uh have two games in hand. Probably safe to say maybe not where we expect it to be, but uh Considering the circumstances, there's uh, lots of reasons why we're probably where we're at right now. Um, we've talked at length, I think, amongst ourselves about injuries and, and the impact that has and and obviously uh, transferring out certain players, so uh, we'll get to that as we go along here. Um, I guess we can start with uh, diving in with our... Uh, so We've had two matches since the last time we were on here. Uh, the first of those was our it was our three-one loss to Valor at home? Uh, some quick observations here, and I'll let some of somebody, some of you guys, dive in on on your thoughts. Thought we were uh, pretty decent in the first half. Ended our scoreless scoreless drought. Um, it's a nice goal from Dero. Uh, unfortunately, we then uh, went into the second half at one-all and shipped two goals. Um, started to look kind of tired and easy to break down. Um, probably worth noting, obviously, that we. Uh, it's our first game without Abzi as a as a squad player, and uh, uh, Nico getting hurt part way through, finished the match, but uh, easy to say he didn't really necessarily look like himself the rest of the way through there. Um, so, who wants to hop in with some thoughts on on the Valor match.
1: I'll jump in, man. But
0: Sounds I'm good, man.
1: My quick thoughts is that, uh, are that uh, we didn't play that bad that game, man. You know, we were yeah. um, in it. Uh, we uh, equalized, like, we, uh, you know, we away, we like, within were uh, right? So, mm-hmm. it was a good response. Uh, just that, you know, we were unfortunate on the, um, was it a corner or something that uh, we gave up the goal? To remember. Yeah, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, um, set pieces. Uh, obviously, you know, when we're down 1-2, we're going to chase the game. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you're, susceptible to the counters so you know it's a one three but it's really just a one two in the end i mean you know uh i think for me one common thing that i saw from uh both games like both from the the valor game and the edmonton game was uh, that we're giving up a lot of uh, good chances off of corners you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so that's the one kind of like common thing that i wanted to start off with yeah
0: man right on Anyone else have thoughts, Juan? Do you have any thoughts?
2: Yeah, so I I unfortunately wasn't be able to watch the game live. Um I was coming back from Vancouver at the time and uh Sunwing fucked up my uh flight at the time. Juan's at like the tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, just, it was a tour for a week, so you know, uh, it was so much fun being there. But um I watched the highlights for the Valor match and you know Honestly speaking, it looked like the second half the the boys looked tired after conceding the first goal because you know they they looked like they were pushing for the equalizer, but um, for the first uh, for those fifteen minutes after the first goal, um, it looked like uh, Valor looked a fresher team. So uh, unfortunately, you know, it, it didn't come our way, and um, yeah, I mean it is what it is. Like I can't really explain much unless I watch the full match, but just off highlights, it looked like the guys were tired because it was a constant same 11 because of the injuries. Right. So
0: yeah. We've been facing a thin bench for a while there in terms of just, of just having available bodies. Right. So it's, it's bound to have an impact. I mean, I remember watching it thinking after that equalizer that we were really going to, we're going to kick on in the second half. It just didn't go our way. But um, it's not to say that it was a, a wholly negative uh, performance in that respect. Um, the Nico situ- situation, I mean, I don't know. He didn't seem as mobile afterwards. It seemed a little hesitant that way. So I'm not sure if that, um, you know, to think that has some impact on how that went. Um, it was nice to uh, to get that goal drought off the books finally and, and get some scoring happening. But yeah, just one of those matches It felt like to me, um, in a situation where it just didn't go our way when we probably had a chance to, to get something out of it. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> hesitating to get on to the next thing, but, um, obviously after that match, we, uh, our next match was, a uh, was away at Edmonton. Um, so, um, bit of a shocking result. I think it's fair to say, um, but I don't know. In my opinion, easily the most the most tired we've looked all year. Like just looked exhausted and spent. Um, just yeah. I mean, would anybody disagree with that? Um, I think that was the most obvious issue we were facing in that match. Yeah, I think I saw the most energy come from uh, week
3: uh, game thirteen player of the match, Gianluca Catalano, who. Uh, did a great job filling in, but yeah, he had a lot of the hustle and but he had a lot of uh times shrugging his shoulders, looking at guys saying, Come on, he, he left me all alone on that. So I, I think that's a good way to to say it, Chris, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean having uh having emergency keepers and, and being in those situations and um um what that does just your preparation and, and opportunity to to train as a group when you've got players coming in and out that are not even permanent members of the squad necessarily. Like it's just, just feels like seems to me like it'd be just havoc. It was just, I don't even know how you, I don't know how you prepare yourself for a situation like that. Um, I think one thing that um, carries across both matches though, is we really just, we really only had one props through those two matches because again, with some of the situations with personnel and, with Roger and his injuries, we, um, you know, we're forced to have Jordan playing there in that position as a center back when really it's not ideal. So um, probably doesn't help the situation Um, as Namu mentioned, you know, um, corner defense and that sort of thing. Um, Any thoughts on that? Anyone disagree with that statement?
2: Uh, In terms of the result for that game, I think, I think we can all speak from the heart here and say that that was tough to watch. Um, mm-hmm. There were so many individual errors. Um, even after the game, Martin Nash held accountability for their uh, for the starting eleven because a lot of those goals were just simple errors. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, of course, the players are tired. But um, yeah, at the same time, it felt like we could have been at least competitive with Edmonton, but. In all, in all, honestly, it just felt like um, they they had us in the beginning. You know, they looked like they had a, a lot of the possession. We're uh, you know we're struggling to, to find rhythm, and um, it didn't look like the the kind of uh, the kind of football we play. And yeah. um, it, honestly, I'm uh, I'm excited for the new signings coming in soon. It looks like it's a perfect time for them to come in. And um, specifically for that Edmonton game, you know, it goes to show, like, these these kind of things really need to build. Like, it takes time to build chemistry, right? Like, yeah. the, 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 the departure of Absey really showed um, how much chemistry you need for that back four. It yeah. looked like uh, Wilson and uh, Jesus looked like they didn't really See each other well enough. Like it didn't. It looked like they didn't have a, enough link up play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that that's definitely a wake up call. And I'm I'm happy that the uh, Nash, Nash called on the players because we know these guys are good enough, right? There's a reason why they're playing at the pro level, and there's a reason why you know, uh, there's a reason why it's definitely a like underperformance for it for that match and you know i i believe in the players
0: you know so yeah and i think it's i think it's uh like i'll admit too it was the, i mean i think the big thing is that you talk about um chemistry and and the importance of that um but i also think that you know we saw that accountability piece come out and it wasn't just from nash it was also from from dom zator was out there talking about um just the effort and and the accountability that comes with that. I mean, uh I'll be honest, it, it's Canada a long weekend. It's the end of a, a week of vacation for me. Um that's probably the first match this year that I just couldn't see out. I just, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was just it just felt wrong right from the start, but it's sort of the culmination of a bunch of things. And I think we can't dismiss the fact that no matter what kind of jokes you want to say about it, you want to tell about Edmonton and and, and lone players and so on. They've had a lot of consistency and a lot of time playing together as a group, um, and you could see that difference in chemistry between between um, between the two sides. I think, uh, Namu, you have any thoughts on that?
1: No, yeah, man. Yo, chemistry is a, a good word that you used because uh, the one thing that I wanted to point out from both of the games, uh, it kind of does have to do with. Um, Maybe a little bit of lack of chemistry, a little bit of lack of uh, maybe like uh, training on that. But the uh,
0: Namu's super, super authentic, by the way, as you hear the sounds of training in the background. but uh,
1: <laughs> I'm literally about to go play my soccer game like in 20 minutes right
2: now.
0: That's living it right there. Playing soccer, <laughs> talking soccer, it never stops.
2: Get you a man that can do both, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know how like uh, we talked about the corners right like uh, like the set pieces where we kind of gave up a couple goals like uh, on each of the games the other situation where i saw us kind of giving up goals in both games was uh when we were trying to counter when we when we stole the ball we got the ball right and we're trying to work our way up up the field but instead we gave the ball right away back to our opponents then they got themselves a chance and they that's how they scored a goal so we saw that in the uh, the game against the uh, valor uh, I think it was their uh, their first goal, like, uh, you know, like, uh, we got caught out, like, uh, and they made a quick counter around our box, and they got to go off that, right? And then in the Edmonton game, uh, it was their, uh, I want to say their uh, second goal, if I had to guess off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, you know, where uh, Wilson, uh, Wilson right? Uh, Wilson, uh, yeah. had the ball. He yeah, was yeah. trying to play a quick counter, quick pass, but uh, didn't hit the pass very accurately at all. It didn't take his mm-hmm. time. And then immediately we give the ball up and it was immediately counter back to our goal and cross in and it was a header, right? Yeah. So these are like, you know, these counter situations, these transition moments, these are the moments that managers talk about where like you have to make most of your chances where you got to stay organized, all kind of stuff. And so I thought we were lacking chemistry in these type of crucial situations, man. So that's uh, my...
0: Yeah, that's, and that's where, Edmonton, that's where Edmonton looked the better side, simply not necessarily because of quality, probably just because of familiarity with each other, right? They just, they've been playing together and had some consistency in that lineup. So it just shows how much that can affect your performance when on paper they should, they, they're in the position they should be in the table. Um, I, I don't believe on paper we are <laughs> anywhere near the position we should be in the table um, as far as that goes. Um, and that's that. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we'll, uh, we'll ask Angus McNabb if he agrees that uh, with that sentiment that on paper we're probably not sitting in the, in the table where we should be.
4: Hey, guys. Good evening. Um, yeah, I'd completely agree. I mean, look, we're, we're one of only three teams in the league with a positive expected goal difference. You can probably guess who the other two are. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, we're, we're one of only three with that, and that's after the last two games. Um, we Um, I disagree that it's chemistry. Um, it's a couple of individual errors and poor recovery. Um, and people know that they that's been addressed, and we move on. I think the the really challenging bit is that you're speaking about f- close to fifty percent of the squad have only been able to make five appearances so far with injury, mm-hmm. suspension, everything else. Um, and that that's not chemistry, that's availability. Um, right. and, and that's the major issue that Martin and us as a football club, we faced is that we've been doing this very thin for a long time. Um, and then when you compound that with we've lost what I think is Not even up for debate. Top five player in league history. Um, I think you could even argue with his consistency and his consistent output. Top three player in league history. He's been here the entire time and he's put it in year after year. Um, And we've not been able to replace that yet. Um, And that's what Absey was for this football club. And I think that's in some ways going to be the nature of this league for all teams. Um, Is that we want high-quality players to move on to the next level. But to have the next one straight there as the next cab off the rank is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's going to be a bit of a growth curve in that. Uh, and, and that's going to be a challenge for us, but for teams as players move on and progress. And particularly when they move on and progress mid-season. And I think you're going to see that <clears throat> more and more mid-season on moves. Um, because... There is certainly an eye from Europe on our players and on our competition there.
0: And I mean, we don't really have the same format as as some other leagues do. Obviously, with being able to just, you know, fill in from academies and 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 youth teams and that sort of thing, right? So it's not as though um, you're able to make those moves and, and have a direct replacement there or in mind, right? So um, yeah,
4: it's the, the roster composition rules are are something that are different. Um, there's obviously we're looking to grow the talent pool across the country. There are various mechanisms in place to do that um, with under 21 minutes, with other aspects. But um, we're fortunate that we went long in some ways on some of the under 21s within our program over a number of years. Um, And they're there and they contributed and we've smashed that target on merit. And there are a lot of teams that, would like our under-21 players, not because of their age and their minutes contribution, but what they bring to a football club. Um, I think the challenge for the next crop of under-21s is that you've got a group of kids now that we're looking at who missed some massively, massively important years in their sort of development formation, shall we say, as footballers through Mm -hmm. COVID. So your 19-year-old now how many games has he actually played since 2019? Um, yeah. That's going to be a real challenge for us all. And so there's a there's a crop of players. Um, there's even a bit of, look, even with the uh, men's under-20s program, um, Isaiah, Max, Osase, there's not a competition for them anymore um, because there is no under-23 Olympic program for them. Um, that's done and dusted with uh, this tournament and things there. So there are a lot of knock-ons in player development um, that will affect roster selection across CPL over the next couple of years. I think we've got a good balance in that in the group. And um, I think, again, important to remember with those minutes and things there, look, when, when we do bring in players from abroad and everything else, um, I, I'll be really honest, we do our bit with the Canadian footballer and the Canadian player and the young Canadian player in presenting and giving them opportunity. Um, so I, to be dead honest, am a little frustrated with some of the criticism of uh, some of the things that, and some of the moves in the transfer market looking internationally rather than locally. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think we're a club that has an identity and a commitment to that. Um, and doing it mid-season at the time and the stage where we are. Um, I think we needed guys who'd had senior minutes in good teams, in good environments, in good competition from around the globe. Um, And balancing that with someone like Ronan Crack coming in as well, who I think he has been really, really exciting through training.
0: Josh, give your hand up there. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of
2: like movements and transfers, there's been some rumors out there, Angus, uh, some of our guys might be going to Edmonton, who might be uh, some of the youth players. Do you have any uh, comments on
4: that? Uh, no I'm, I'll be really honest with you Josh I'm not going to comment on it um, just because it, it's not the time to in this forum or, or anything like that I love my time with you guys but there's some things that can be spoken about and there's some things that can't um, that's not fair to anyone or for whatever reason but that gets commented on just now um, so, um, oh, hello. no go ahead
0: Ed. Good.
5: Yeah. I don't know how to raise my hand. Um <laughs> it's okay. Just just jump in, man. No worries. And uh hi Angus and everybody. Good evening. Good to speak to you. Yeah. Um I just wanna back up a little bit um about the games. Obviously I've been at the home games and I did watch the all the I've watched every minute of the away games as well. So um after calming down, um <laughs> to Martin probably Seems like he's calmed down. I just want to make a couple of points. One is, um, I didn't, when we played um, Edmonton, I, I know about all the tiredness and everything and so on. I, I have to say, I didn't recognize our team tactically um, after 30 minutes or so. That was one thing. I know they were tired. You know, I, I just didn't recognize our team. Um, the second thing is, I've seen we've got some new players coming in, it's exciting and so on um but what are our expectations realistically um about the new players because it does take time for integration as well um and it takes elapsed time on the pitch and we've got forge coming up this weekend um i know we want to say that we're going to stuff forge and so on but they're wounded as well um from losing i think two in a row so that's the second question um, to, the, to the group and Angus. Um, what kind of expectations ex- should we have? Not hopes, but expectations. And the third question is a simple one. I think, Angus, you, you may be able to uh, answer this. It's about, do you all remember Roy Keane, this um, evil guy in the middle of Man United shouting at everybody before, during, and after any incidents or corners or anything like that? Um I know we've got our senior players injured and so on, but do we have like a next man up kind of thing um, with the younger players, um, even like a Dom or whoever, who is literally saying to the guys, hey, we don't want to have a goal where someone's at the back post completely unmarked. That can't happen on the pitch today again. Um, do we have that in our team when um, there are lots of young players? Those are my three questions. Thank you.
4: Uh, I need you. uh, I'll go in reverse order because I can barely remember what one is um, (laughs) as you went through it. So Roy Keane, um, we know a bit about Roy Keane at this football club because uh, Owen O'Callaghan, who you all know uh, from our uh, wonderful uh, media and content team, uh, actually wrote a biography um, of his early years and his time uh, from Forest and growing up in Cork and all right, uh, going, going to Man United. So, Keen Origins is Owen's book. I'd recommend that you all read it, um, and Owen can uh, pay me in a couple of beers um, if you all buy a few copies. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, I would thoroughly recommend that. Um, but yeah, we, we have accountability in the group. Um, like, it's not like oh, never mind. They're, we'll get it. We'll get better next week. I mean, <laughs> it's pro sport. Um, the guys know it. Um, in terms of and I think yeah I mean even all
5: two guys that I could visibly see, would be able to visibly see um, you know not. I don't mean a Keane so viciously but do you know what I mean someone who's at the back and saying hey this can't happen you know I know Nico might do it a bit but you know is there someone else um...
4: the, the thing is I think you miss the mentality of the modern footballer in terms of like hey this can't happen in terms of like the guys know that they have standards and they have goals and they have things that they're trying to reach. Yeah, um, and they they wouldn't be here if they couldn't. They know they've made an error. Um, like I think they know they've made mistakes. Um, they hold their hands up. They review these things, and on field they deal with it. I think very quickly that the tiredness and the tactical identity, um, like the. We know that in terms of by the data that we look at in the distances, their sprint intensity, and how that match went last week, um, they were running on fumes. Um, it's not an excuse; it's what happened. They don't no, know, no, yeah. Yeah. I we know. It's clear. It, 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 it was a horrific travel day for the team on Thursday. Um, yeah. Their scheduled takeoff did not happen, and uh, had a. Pretty significant knock on off the back of that. They weren't able to actually train in Edmonton on Thursday as a result no. of that, All right. um, and so that that hurts. Um, yeah. So what but, we
5: saw was really the results of everything, right?
4: Um, yeah, it's a it's a compound effect yeah. in terms of like you you also you got to remember and um, you can't forget the the emotional energy of the cup game, um, yeah, and yeah. everything that went into that, um, like. Eight nine days or ten days previous to Edmonton, and then the Vala the sort of doubling up like that that's a significant trip um, Vancouver back um, yeah. yeah after that so but it, it is what it is in terms of like the guys know it and they went into it and they've gone into every game this season feeling that they should be in the contest I think Vala were disappointed because we conceded a goal but bang we're right back. 60, 70 seconds, we're in that game. Yeah, that um, was brilliant. Yeah,
5: yeah, that was good, and,
4: yeah. And, and that shows, I, I think, in terms of the mentality of this team and the switch that's there. Um, but we, we were at the point, and we will be at the point, whether it's uh, tomorrow night or next week, where we will be back on naming a full A team that's a senior roster yeah, and not having to rely on players and guys who but the, the purpose of a development contract is exactly that guys to come into our environment, learn experience, get a taste of it. And for us to have a look at 18 and younger yeah. night an to the future, yeah. the, 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 the purpose of a development permit is not to have bench options in a professional tier one competition in in your country.
0: Um, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
4: And, and cool. so but it, it's frustrating. It is what it is. Um, but and I think when you add it all up like we're 12-13 games into the season, that's 130 outfield players Martin can select um, in in starting lineups of that, when you actually look at it with injuries suspension late arrivals into the country Canada under 20s everything else, he's been robbed of 75 around of those selections so yeah it's like when, you, when you're hitting a mark that's around and over half of your potential selections um, and you've got nine, ten members of the squad with five appearances or less, um, it shows you just how thin it's been and it shows you like that the guys have needed to come up for a little bit there. Um, but like still with that, um, I think we've got the opportunity. And in terms of <clears throat> expectation season. We're an 18 league. Like games are six pointers. Um, they really, really are. And we've got a couple of home stands where we have a couple of weeks back to back here. Um, yeah. We've got a midweek where we go to Cavalry, where obviously there's a lot of our guys would like to play well there. Um, we've got other opportunities and sort of other scores that we want to settle against teams that, yeah, you know what, we feel we should have taken more from this year. And that's that's the beauty of our league, is that each game has its own narrative and becomes very personal very quickly because of the frequency we we play each other. Um, So I think if we can get in the right frame of mind, um, I think when we look at the impact of the internationals, um, you'll see that the three players that are announced obviously in this window so far um, Ronan obviously being Canadian, but Taz and, uh, and Louis as well, and Lewis, so they're all English speaking coming into the club. So we've been realistic in terms of a mid-season addition, um, what's going to be able to come in. We've been realistic also and um, played, played the, the conditions, um, if you want, of the immigration and, and market conditions and what we can do to bring people in with immediate impact. Um, yep. And so that, that does narrow some of your focus, which is great because you can do a little bit more work. Um, and, and we've got access to sort of some great information now from uh, Statsbomb, who we work with uh, on that and on the A-League and on Taz and on Lewis as well. And um, obviously having a, a, a quick chat on Taz with Carl Robinson as well, who worked with him in Sydney. Um it's we are hopeful for those guys coming in.
2: This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today.
4: Make an impact. And as I said, Ronan um we looked at pretty hard through his uh Regional League performances. Um and yeah, we, we think we know what we're getting there and uh there'll be certainly another one that is pretty much completed um, on the le- on the left side in terms of that gives us some ability um, to do to, frankly some of the things that absey did um, I don't want to sound like a bit of a, a cliche the moneyball movie but we try to solve a problem that we're not sure in our budget and everything else we can solve with one player so we have to look at what absey brought to us in a number a couple of ways and we've worked on that um, and so that's not just maybe a pure left-back, someone who can play left-wing, left-wing-back and do some things there. And we look at what Rog, looking like he's getting a bit closer, um, Taz coming in does to us in terms of our ability to play some different formations and things. So it's exciting in terms of what we have to come. Um, and I'm really, really positive on... On this group, in terms of, an, like saying that, not necessarily a Roy Keane, um, but we have good men in this group. We really do have good men, and um, I think that will that will help us and that will drive us on.
5: Brilliant. Um, concerning um, the expectations, um, obviously you can't commit to anything, but do you think we might see any of those three new signings at all tomorrow night, or at, even for a few minutes, or uh, not at all? Is it too early? I,
4: I can confirm all three guys will be in the stadium tomorrow.
5: In the, <laughs> Are they going to come down to the pie rack? Is that what you meant? They'll get so, a pie if they come over, or are they actually going to suit up a bit?
4: Yeah. I, who knows in terms of, like... Um, but uh, I think that, look, all, all three guys trained today. Uh, Taz and Ronan have been in a while. Ronan, because he's a little bit... Um, a little bit younger in terms of his first pro contract. So, Roman sure, travelled yeah. with the boys to Vancouver. Um, oh, right. Was part, okay. of squad, okay. part of the squad for that week. And yeah. uh, T- Taz landed and was, uh, and was here in Toronto when the guys came back. So, um, okay. they've been, they've been in trouble a little bit, those guys. Um, triple L, as some of you guys have christened him. And, That's who uh, he is. Yeah, Triple L. That's it already, triple- yeah. <laughs> triple Hell tri- is um, fresher, shall we say, into the country, yeah. and uh, and so he's going to take a little bit of time to adjust.
5: All right, well that's good news. It's good, it's good news to hear that. I mean, if at least they'll be in the stadium. That's that's more yeah. than enough to hear. I well, know. it's all,
4: all I'll say is there's there's those three boys, obviously, that we've been chatting around a lot. But you might also see some faces that. I know you guys love um, that are pretty close and uh, may even be on the bench again tomorrow night as well.
5: Okay. We'll let, our, we'll let ourselves be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks uh, a lot. It's okay, and We'll get those guys on the show.
3: We'll get them on <laughs> NCTV. We'll get all three of them.
5: Nice. Yes, we'll exactly.
4: Bring them over. We'll, we'll make sure we bring them over after the game. Yes. Thank you.
5: Super.
0: Super. Man, you I'm not sure how you're able to talk, man. Are you are you playing and talking at the same time? Uh, yes, I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I took, myself, yeah, I took myself out of the starting lineup for a playoff game. So I could do my question in, yo. <laughs> <laughs> all no right. No joke. I'm going to venture now.
4: <laughs>
1: Angus, I had one question. You know, like, obviously, like, as we all know, you know, it's obvious that uh, we're not where we want to be, right? And, uh, you know my assumption, the uh, the working assumption that I have is that you're probably more angry about this than uh, any of us out here. You know what I mean? Because this is your, you know, this is your club, this is your livelihood, this is your everything, right? So, right now in this situation, like uh, us moving forward, how can you know what? What can the team do better? Uh, you know, obviously coming back from injury and all that, and the new transfers and all that, right? But how can the team improve as a whole to turn around our season before it's too late? And for yourself personally. What are you looking forward to the most? How, you know, how do you think you can uh, help um, turn the fortunes around for the season before it's too
4: late? Me personally and my role in terms of on the team side is to work with Mary Bar- Mary? Martin, Barry, uh, Marrow, uh, Camillo and uh, Mikey Higby, all of the staff, uh, Alex in the, on the op- side, so to work with all of them um, to get them the best possible recruits. Um, and, and bring in one, one certainly, um, possibly two, possibly three um, players into the roster and into the, the sort of the 23-man squad over the next couple of uh, weeks before the sort of window close, both internationally and domestically, and roster freeze there. Um, that's what I have to do um, on, the, on supporting the team and the team side. Um expectations, frustrations. Like, honestly, how the team gets out of this, um, Martin has choices. Um, we're not going in with 11 senior outfield players to uh, to a, a league game three days after a cup game. Um, we've not got the same situation after that. There were moves that we had to make, transfers we had to pull the trigger on at various times. Um that's, again, the nature of this league. Um, so, we uh, will we learn from that for future? Yes, we will. But there's not a great deal we can do because you can have all the contingency plans in the world, but with a 23-man squad, it moves quite quick. And when you move one out, you move one in. When you've already used injury relief on your roster with one player... Um, on a season end, an injury. It's just roster space rather than cap space we're having to manage when we bring other players in. Um, there are a lot of factors in it. Um, so we'll always try and have more of a, a constant depth chart. But again, with the timing that we have in the European season and the European window, some of the moves in the UK and Europe that we thought were going to get done um, have been challenging, uh, mainly because not a lot's happened in European football in the trickle-down so far. And and that's made some some things challenging. There's a lot of players in the UK, in Scotland, um, in France, in in Spain, in Portugal, that are waiting for the big clubs and the filter down of 23s on loan and things like that um, before they completely pass on some players and things like that. There's also some deals we've had to try and do and look at where uh, we can get access to some players now uh, based on success quite frankly and clubs interested in what we can provide as a platform for players um, off the back of ADSI and off the back of, very honest, the work some of our partners at other clubs have done in this league in securing transfers in, in this window as well. So are you, um?
0: maybe you can, I mean, with what we've done so far, I and mean, we kind of touched on, we touched on the on the new recruits. Um, are, are you able to sort of elaborate more than we've seen online so far on what what would expect from the two Australian lads?
4: Yeah, yeah no problem. I mean, um, Taz has impressed me from the very off in um, his drive. He He's here for a purpose. Um, he's here because this gives him, a phenomenal platform and greater access to people watching him in North America with an eye on MLS, greater access to people watching him in Europe um, as he does hold an EU passport as well. uh, And all things there. Um, He is here to contribute to the group. And then he wants to excel as part of that group and then move on, um, which is great. He's very comfortable on the ball. Um, he he's decisive. He's aggressive in sort of when he when he makes a decision and he commits to things. He goes for it. Um, and I think he'll be a very good player in this competition. Um, for us, um, Triple L. Um, (laughs) I think he's he's had a difficult last twelve months at Melbourne. Um, change of gaffer there. Um. Started everything in pre season, looked to be flying, uh, coming off like a breakout year where he's the guy providing assists and scoring in the Asian Champions League for them and playing in big, big games there in that Asian Champions League run. Um, Like, I think Melbourne were drawn against like basically top three teams from the Chinese Super League, the Korean League, uh, and the J League. So that's like. Genuinely, in, in now world football, they're pretty serious competition. Um, so, he's got great experience there. I think 19 or so, something like that. Um, appearances for Melbourne in the A-League as well. And um, it's it's not garbage minutes, if it, to, not to speak disrespectfully to other teams in the A-League. Melbourne and the victory, they're a serious, serious contender year on year. Um, he comes from an elite environment where he's, he's training at AMI, AMAI Park in Melbourne with guys in the AFL in the same complex and the Melbourne Storm, who, if anyone knows Rugby League, have ripped apart the NRL and the competition there and won numerous NRL grand finals and titles in Australia in their national game and he's in that sort of high performance training environment uh, every day for the last few years he's played at an under 17 World Cup in Brazil Um, he's got some good experience and uh, in some ways surprised that uh, having left Melbourne he didn't go to another club within the A-League and um, delighted that he's come to us and uh, yeah he just seems a he seems a top lad from the interactions we've had with him and with Taz so far.
0: Awesome, exciting things to look forward to, I guess. One more question, and then we'll we'll let you on with your evening. But uh, uh, what do you? Th- I guess from however how, how much you can reveal, um, how close are you to? F- how close are we to finished in this window in terms of the amount of work you want to do?
4: Um, yeah, there's, there's a few things in terms of there's um potentially creating a little, uh, another roster spot. Um, looking at loan of uh, a Canadian from overseas to come home. Um, I've chatted with the MLS clubs on a couple of loans. Um, various other situations that we're, we're dealing with right now as well. Um, and we'll make some just internal changes, swap outs to the squad as uh, we we may need um, mm-hmm. with other people and sort of injury status and surgeries and things like that. Um, but there's, I think my wife is fed up with me because my phone's been glued to my hands, to my ear over <laughs> the last like four or five weeks um, into the window. The ABC piece, some interest in some of our young players as well. Um, and that, that probably isn't over yet either. Um, And looking at some things there, um, chatting to some of the other teams in the league about their needs and um, honestly taking quite a proactive approach on that and, um, and probably more of a North American approach and a couple of discussions with other teams on uh, players and player trades and things like that for uh, our needs and what we would do. Um, and I think you'll see more of that as we grow as a league because most most transfer moves across the world are, are internal club-to-club moves. And I think we'll see more moves that are that rather than free agent end-of-season moves um, as we become a little bit more sophisticated in the way we operate, the way we select, um, and what we look to do around the league.
0: Amazing. Well, yeah. Um excited to see how things unfolded, uh, between now and the end of the window and as always appreciate your time um, and uh, hopefully we'll see you on here again next time we're on
4: yeah we'll de- I'll definitely try and catch up next time we're on but um, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of you tomorrow night at the game and, oh, fantastic! Uh, I may even come and watch uh, watch some of the game with you guys down in the pie for a bit <laughs> um, we'll maybe try that and have a different angle on it tomorrow for a while
0: alright yeah, well we're uh we'll be waiting with open arms. So uh Brilliant. hopefully we'll see you there.
4: Brilliant guys. I have a great catch. You later. Cheers. You as well. Thank you.
0: Okay. That was Angus McNabb as always joining us as he as he often does on here and uh giving us some insight to uh what goes on behind the scenes and uh, obviously as we said there we appreciate that time because it's, it's nice to be able to get that sort of an angle on things um, you know we're um, hopefully going to see some some interesting moves happen but there's time left in the window before that happens and uh, we'll get these new guys in and, and hopefully that makes a, makes a difference for us at um, that I guess we'll move on to Friday and we have Forge uh, in town Anybody uh, have any bold predictions as to what the uh, the outcome of this match will be? Let's come, give it a 1-0. On, no. don't, don't do that. Man, don't, don't do that. that. <laughs> if Valor
3: and Ottawa can both beat Forge 1-0, I think we can do it too. So I'm going to go with Ed's prediction the... from the episode. What's that? I'm going to go with Ed's prediction. On,
1: yeah, uh, I asked him. And he, what did you say? He it was two one, was it not?
5: Did I say two one?
1: Yeah, you did.
5: <laughs> you did. Oh yes, I did. Play back, yeah, play, but play
3: that... it back. Play it back. I, 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 have basically... to. That was that was
5: that was a while ago, though. You know. So <laughs> uh, I think. I mean, I before the up... Edmonton game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I think we'll get a draw, a score draw, of some sort. Scrappy, very scrappy draw. Um, if if our guys are going to be mean and nasty on the pitch we'll get a draw um, I'm not sure if we're going to get a win but I think we'll score a goal or two that's my feeling um, it would be great to have a win but I think Forge are going to be just so hungry and uh, they're really going to be pushing so and I don't know if we've got Nico coming back yet so um, I think we'll get a score draw 1-1 or 2-2 and uh, as long as they don't win fine you know
0: (laughs) yeah that's absolutely uh that's absolutely the the minimum expectation i think right now or at least minimum wish i'm not sure what to expect obviously until we get um some of the new recruits bedded in um we have the concerns in the in the back four right now because it's just challenging asking players to play out a position and when you have a situation like um dom being essentially the only center back we have on the roster it's it's yeah, until so we can get some of these guys up to speed, hopefully get Roger back and, and get Tass in there and, and get embedded in. I, you know, it's it's one of those things we not sure what to expect. Um in terms of a result against a club like Forge. I mean, their results have been underwhelming as of late, but I think we all know that there's enough quality there that they can they can give just about anyone a problem. So you know. Hey, does that does anybody else want to give a score prediction? I know, it's only two team. you guys, right? I mean it's come on guys, speak up. I'm I'm
4: just, uh, hands I just I just
2: picked up uh, mom from work. Mom, what's your prediction for Friday?
1: Hi, one one.
2: That's boring. Let's go <laughs> uh, two one. Mom, come on, we got this, huh? <laughs> two for one. one for us. Come on
0: now. <laughs> did, she, did she just did she just say it was gonna be two one for Forge?
2: Listen, we're gonna have a long conversation
0: home. <laughs>
2: um, you know, I'm, she's uh, she's learning the the game here, so. Um, you know, I showed her a lot of, uh, you know, CPL clips, but personally for me, I'm going to go for a three, one York win. I know the boys are upset from, uh, can y'all see me? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Um, yeah, we, uh, we can hear a three,
5: one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm going bold for this bro, because I know the the guys are upset from that result. Um, you know, I, and, uh, they're going to be hungry for the win, man, because they know where we're at in the, uh, at the table and I don't think we can afford any more ties. So I think we're going to go get guns
0: blazing. I United, it feels like at times, but I mean, it's, I guess that could always be worse with no points coming in and put us in a worse situation for sure. But it's, yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it's been a strange year that year that way for sure. I don't think we uh, on paper expected it, but is what it is. And, and I think there is some solace to taking the fact that as Angus said, it is a, it is an eight team league and, things can turn around really quickly. Um, It wasn't that long ago that we were pushing for second place and, and all of a sudden here we find ourselves. So um, hopefully we can get some of those players in uh, and, uh, and, and start moving forward, getting some points on the board. So any final thoughts from anyone, I guess, before we uh, start looking to wrap up,
3: I would say if we let's let's play a little game where we put ourselves in Angus's shoes <laughs> and we can yeah. sign one play. You can oh. give a position. You can give a kind of a profile, um, and and I'll lead it lead it off. Um, I what? wouldn't mind to see us take a little page from what Toronto FC is doing and just really go on ham in the san- signing market what they're doing. And if we just went for kind of a, a bigish name, maybe like a, a Canadian player that is maybe on, you know, on the tail end of their career and they, they kind of want to do a little stint in the CPL for like a half, it's a half season and maybe see what they do left. We always, you know, talk about, we always throw out the name like Jordan Hamilton, former TFC, former Columbus Crew, who's a... Canadian who just left, yeah, I'd Island. take him, yeah, 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 something like that. That'd be so. That's mine. Uh, I want to hear what everyone else would add if they were the uh, the person in the
0: charge. This will be interesting. I I definitely add someone
5: like a, a Hamilton. Um, you know, if money were an object, etc., which it is, um, you know, I I definitely put a striker. I think the defense is gonna our defense is gonna be okay within a game or two when the seniors come back, but the striker, we, we, we need, you know, you've got other teams, they've got mean, mean kind of one man wrecking crews up front. And I think we need one of those. Uh, That's what I would invest in school. Um, And then, you know, the younger strikers, you know, they'll feel much better and um, they'll learn as well. That's what I think that would be great, but let's wait and see.
0: There's gotta be some more hot takes here. We'll have to chime in on this one. Who's that uh,
2: Australian keeper that was messing with the Peruvian team during the penalties? I'll take him in the club. R Redman. <laughs> <laughs> uh keep that Australian theme going. You know?
5: Oh yeah the guy dancing on the on the goal line. He was
4: cool.
2: Yeah yeah you know we should uh we should bring him in and you know whenever uh Nico is Unavailable play, just bring him in, and because um, you know Nico played in the, I think he played, did he play in the New Zealand league or the A League when he um, when he punted that penalty kick?
0: It was over there. I'm, I feel like I feel like Josh would be the one be able to confirm this one, but he's been he's been silent for a bit. I'm not sure if he's <laughs> he's still with us or not.
5: But like uh, he played. League. Oh,
0: there he is, there Australian League. There he is. <laughs> he
5: chimed in for a sec. Andrew Redmayne was the name of the guy.
0: All right.
2: Give him a blank check and whatever it takes for him to come to the club,
0: bring him. That's, uh, yeah. If only, if only in a in a hard salary cap league, we had those luxuries. So. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting couple of matches, an interesting stretch, and, and hopefully we get to see some of these new players sooner than later and, uh, and start seeing some results that are more reflective of a uh, of uh, of the of the type of players we have in the squad, but that's all going to come down to injuries being resolved and uh, getting some of these guys back on the pitch. So, I uh, just one
2: sorry, just one little thing. Um, yeah. Before we end the the Twitter space, we just want to give a huge shout out to the Ford supporters. You know, usually we're not like uh, the same page with them, but um, you know, unfortunately, they've been dealing with something very serious the last couple of months and. I think we can all put football aside and uh join them and uh you know I don't wanna like uh I don't wanna expose too much because uh it's mm-hmm. not my thing, but you know, um you know, in all in all honesty, like uh that kind of thing is uh very rapid nowadays. Um mm-hmm. especially with the pandemic, it looks like it took a toll on a, a lot of people mentally. Yeah. So it's fantastic for both set of supporters to um, come together and uh, take awareness for that situation.
0: Yeah, for anyone tuning in, just keep your eyes. There'll be a um, will be a a, uh, a gesture made at a certain point in the match. Um, yeah, we've had some communication with uh, some of the guys with Forge and, and their supporters groups, and um, yeah, just wanted to bring some awareness of some of the issues that people have faced during the course of the pandemic and some, some things that aren't always easy to talk about, but um, the more that we create a space where people are comfortable to talk about it, the uh, uh, hopefully more people will come forward and, and feel, feel like they have support and, and, and uh, a way to sort of get those feelings expressed and hopefully uh, move forward in a positive way for themselves. So, so we'll have that hopefully happening on Friday at a certain point as planned. And, um, so, yeah, so. Something else before we wrap up. Uh, sure.
5: Maybe, maybe um, I wasn't there at the very beginning. Maybe a mention about York FC um, in the UK. Yeah. Um, can you imagine that? Maybe someone from York might be coming over, um, to, you know, or by chance in Canada um, to be at one of our matches at some point in, in during this season. Are you can speaking you know? like, in their,
0: as far as their supporters are concerned? Yeah, yeah. I know a few have mentioned that they are going to be um, in, in Canada board in the away. summertime. Yeah, but I think I th- yeah, I think some of them are out 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 um, out west as well. Some people are out um, visiting out that way. But, yeah, Josh, did you see more about that, about people that were over here? I know I saw some chatter about it.
2: Yeah, we have some uh, York City fans joining us in the art uh, supporter section at the Forge Away game. That's uh, right, that's, that's right.
0: Game. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Good to know. All right. Yeah, that's, I mean... been, that's been a lot of fun watching that grow because it, it really was, uh, something we kind of talked about all year. And then it, suddenly so just kind of, kind of grew legs and, and started to run and, and, uh, and yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun interacting with them and, and they're obviously having, um, they're obviously really looking forward to the season coming up after their promotion, celebrating a hundred years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, yeah. Fan- really fantastic kits coming out for them. They have a centenary crest that they've got going and, uh, Oh right. So, oh, okay. Are they gonna be um are they
5: out already, their kits and stuff or is Yeah, that... well
0: they, this is the crazy thing with the promotion, I guess they sold out the first two batches of the home kit. Yeah. So they've now they've now done a third batch of their pre-ordering from Puma. And the demand has been so high that they've decided not to put the away kit online. They're <laughs> selling it in the store because of how fast oh, the end. damn! Okay. So, so, so until they can until they can secure enough enough quantity to actually sell it online. So I think that's uh Fantastic thing to hear for a club like that We're trying yeah. to climb back up the ladder, right?
2: Sure, sure. Yeah, the Newcastle cool. yeah. crest will also have some uh, York City fans writing some things for it too.
0: Oh, yeah. amazing! Yeah, uh, that's great. Yeah, for the for the fanzine, I know there's been some connection there, so that's awesome. Look forward to seeing that. Very, um, cool. very cool. Yeah, those those partnerships are really fun to sort of take part in, especially you know whether anybody who cheers for a club in a league that you know is not one of the the massive leagues globally and, and uh, it's sort of fun to bring awareness to each other's clubs and, and create some sort of a connection that way. Obviously the York connection here and um, maybe one day that'll culminate in us having a, a friendly, which would be incredible. And we'll, we'll see if that, if that pans out down the road, but um, yeah, it's been yeah. a lot of fun creating that connection. All right. Cheers. Thanks for that info. Yeah, no, right on. All right. All right. Thanks. Anyone Thanks. else? Anyone else have anything to share? Questions? Thoughts before we wrap up?
2: Is Namo still playing? Like uh,
0: He's still on here. And he's still a speaker. <laughs> I uh, have the him field. on the
2: squad. Because uh, he's being fit right now. And I guess that's what it takes, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, was match fit? You heard it here.
0: <laughs> it's... Uh it's a new level for him to take part in this while he's, while he's actually playing. I know he's, I know he's been to practices for his kids and stuff, but to be, uh, to be, to be, to be in live match action and, and joining in is, uh, it's another level. I don't think many of us would be able to achieve, but I know I certainly wouldn't be able to, but, uh, yeah, kudos to Namu for that extra level of effort there. Um, but yeah, that being said, looking forward to seeing everybody on Friday. Um, hopefully we get to finish off with a positive result. um, and uh you know, hopefully we get to see some familiar faces that uh, the hint was dropped that maybe that might happen, how active they are, I guess we'll find out, but uh sort of <laughs> anyone returning is is positive news at this point. So Yeah. Uh, so, all right, yeah. see you all guys. Good evening. Absolutely. Anybody who's there, feel free to join us down at the Pyrak. Um come down for a pie and a pint and 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 join us, sing some songs, have some fun. Um, yeah. we'll see you all there. Not, not just uh,
3: this Friday either. I can't yes, make this one for whatever whatever reason. We play Pacific on uh, the fifteenth as well. So there's that's those right. two. And if Friday doesn't work at all, we have a Sunday game this month. So plenty oh, of time to come out. Yeah, against Ottawa. Twenty fourth. A couple of uh, couple of Ottawa guests uh, always joining us on our spaces, and they're going to be joining us there in person on the twenty fourth too. So I brought it oh. up
0: just as they dropped out. It looks like, but that's okay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, that'll be interesting on the twenty fourth, by the way, because I know that they're working on a um supporters day. So they've been uh they've been reaching out to supporters groups from uh from some of the bigger clubs from the UK and uh wow. and we'll see if we get it we'll see kind of turnout we get in uh in terms of the of how full the ground is. It'd be nice to see that. So yeah. um uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see if that works out for us to get some some people in the door and get a chance to check out what we have to offer that's a little bit different than uh than TFC and the other options that are in town. So
3: and hopefully we can put on a good performance for them and hopefully everyone's motivated to uh, to take on Forge because last time we hosted Forge, it ended up uh, pretty us. I know yep. we got Gutierrez out probably for this game, unless that's what Niggas is saying that. But either way, hopefully someone steps up. It just takes one moment and then we're three points ahead, or three points up
0: on Forge. Not that's much. it. And some, some, some some determination and and, and payback from, uh, from what happened when we were out in Edmonton with the guys that are ready to, to try and force a result through there. So right on. Well, for the uh,
2: supporters day, can we all agree that everyone's included except for man United fans? Like there's some man United supporters. You just don't send, don't send them the invite.
0: Well, if I mean, I can see your perspective on that. Um, afterwards, I can give you the person at the club to reach out to who's uh, organizing this and see what the res- <laughs> what the response is. Uh, but uh yeah. yeah. he may have a man united persuasion, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna assume you will have, have too much luck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably still. not. Yeah, and just get enough. get them to sit in section one
3: hundred so it's far away enough you don't <laughs> notice.
0: <laughs> they can they can mingle with the Ottawa supporters down to one hundred. That'll be the way we'll set that one up. So so our favorite section of the day. So all right guys.
3: Well we'll see you tomorrow.
0: Thank you for having me at stadium. Yep. And uh, come on, United Stripes.
3: Go York United.